0: a capper and a good wag? the story has real life stories to inspire and make you smile weekdays on vision and on demand in the app audio on demand from vision christian media our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name pastor greg laurie comments today on the lord's prayer
1: now if we wrote the lord's prayer it would probably sound like this our father who art in heaven give us this day our daily bread But as I think about the awesomeness of God, it will cause me to see my problem, challenge, need in a different light. It won't change it necessarily, but it will change my perspective. Because listen to this, God is bigger than your problem. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: facing a challenge right now. A trial, a tragedy, a crisis, a loss. God knows what you're going through. He's concerned about what you're going through and he has the power to get you through. But today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out he wants us to come to him and ask for his help. Prayer is a vital part of surviving the toughest challenges life throws our way. And today, Pastor Greg is helping us pray effectively using the Lord's model for effective prayer.
1: have you ever been in what appeared to be an impossible situation with no way out let me restate that question are you in right now in an impossible situation with no way out or have you ever ever desperately needed or even wanted something but it seemed there was no way you would ever have it have you ever thought there was no future for you and for you it was just too late if so you need to know more about the power of god and what can take place through prayer. For one thing certainly stands out in the pages of Scripture is that prayer can dramatically change situations, people, and on occasion, even the course of nature itself. But the thing that prayer changes the most is us. Well, this is a model prayer. This is a template for all prayer. I'm gonna be reading from Matthew 6, verses nine to 14. And I'll tell you what. I want us all to do this out loud together. This is the New King James Version. Uh, Let's read it together. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. not that a beautiful prayer? I love that. The Lord's Prayer. Now we think of this maybe as the big gun. In case of emergency, break glass and pray this prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're in a moment of crisis, And you just say, our Father who art in heaven, that's okay. You pray that prayer. (laughs) You're having a hard time getting to sleep at night. Just go through that prayer. Think about that prayer. Ponder that prayer. That's all good. But it's not just the big gun, so to speak. It's not just the in case of emergency prayer. As I said, it's a model for prayer. So here's point number one if you're taking notes. You have complete access to the creator of the universe through prayer. You have complete and total access to the creator of the universe through prayer. Let's start at the beginning. Our Father who art in heaven. So you just call him and you say, Dad, I need to ask you a question. That's called access. You're his daughter. You're his son. He loves you. He lights up when you walk into the room. He wants to hear from you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to spend time with you. It's never a drudgery. It's always a delight. And the same should be true for us. This is your Father in heaven. A Father who will always be there. A Father who listens. A Father who loves us. Your Father in heaven. You say, but that's a problem. In heaven. Heaven is so far away. I need someone here on earth. Well, for starters, God is omnipresent, which means present everywhere, so he isn't heaven in here. But is heaven really that far away? I think we think, you know, here's the the sky, and now here's the solar system, and now here's the third heaven, and it's just so, so far. And maybe in a sense that's true, but in another sense, heaven is closer than you realize. Heaven is another dimension. It's a supernatural realm. So for the Father in heaven to step into your world is nothing to Him. He's here. My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is deeply involved and deeply concerned about what you're facing right now. If it concerns you, it concerns Him. Our Father who art in heaven. Notice it's our Father in heaven, not my Father in heaven we're being taught by Jesus to pray with other believers. He doesn't teach us to pray give me this day my daily bread and nor does he teach me to pray forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sinned against me. He teaches me to pray give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. There's nothing wrong with asking God to forgive you of your sin and provide your daily bread. But the emphasis here is this is something we should do together. Christians need to pray with Christians. It helps, doesn't it? You ever had a burden? You're overwhelmed with something? You see a Christian friend, you say, can we pray? Yes. And after you pray, you just, it, it feels so much better. That's because there's power in unified prayer. That's why Jesus said, if any two of you will agree on anything, it will be done of your Father in heaven. Now, of course, we need to be aligned with the will of God. But the point is, praying together makes all the difference in the world. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens. Don't do it alone. Don't do life alone. Don't try to be a solo Christian. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we do this together. And then, of course, we give him honor in glory. But what does Jesus teach us in this template for prayer? When you pray you say, Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Now if we wrote the Lord's Prayer it would probably sound like this. Our Father who art in heaven give us this day our daily bread. Let's just get down to business. Here's my list. Now there's a place for petition. Nothing wrong with asking the Father in heaven for what you need. But notice that Jesus says, first, take time, effectively, to contemplate the greatness of God. Now, there are exceptions. If you fell off a ladder and you're on your way down, help will do. Okay. <laughs> you can't even finish the Lord's Prayer. God help. Or maybe you're out surfing and a great white shark is approaching you. And you know because you hear the music, dun 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 dun, dun. Because John Williams is over there directing this orchestra, and you don't know why they're even on the beach. Dun, 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 dun. Whoa, he's getting closer. God help me. God deliver me. God save me. The shark's getting closer. And then you say, God, I just pray he's a Christian shark. <laughs> Meanwhile, the shark is saying, For this meal that I'm about to receive, I give thanks. <laughs> These are the jokes, people. I don't know what to say. But as I think about the awesomeness of God, as I contemplate the greatness and bigness of God, it will cause me to see my problem, challenge, need, in a different light. It won't change it necessarily, but it will change my perspective. I'll see it differently because, listen to this, God is bigger than your problem. Whatever it is, God is bigger. And so my Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, set apart be your name, honoured and glorified be your name.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. We're giving careful consideration to the Lord's Prayer today as Pastor Greg presents his message in case of emergency. Point
1: number four now. Prayer is getting God's will on earth, not my will in heaven. Prayer is getting God's will on earth, not my will in heaven. Verse 10 Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've heard people say, I've been wrestling with God a lot in prayer. Really? I hope you're losing. (laughs) You don't want to talk God into something that is not his will, not that you could. But why even try? You see, prayer is is not about changing God's mind. It's many cases about changing my mind. Prayer is not pulling God my way. It's pulling me His way. So I'm saying, Lord, I want your kingdom to come and I want your will to be done. Now when I talk about the kingdom, I'm really just saying, Lord, I long for heaven. Every Christian has been pre-wired to know God And they've been pre-wired to long for a place they've never been to before. Sort of a homing instinct. We see it in the animal kingdom. God has put it in humanity as well. We long for heaven. We're homesick for heaven. So when I'm praying, your kingdom come, your will be done, I'm just saying, I long for the day when I'll be in heaven in the presence of the Lord. But I'm also saying, I long for the day when Jesus will come back to this earth again. Because the word that is used here by Christ, come, is a word that means something that's sudden and instantaneous. So effectively when I say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm saying, Lord, please come back and do it soon. And it's also a personal request. I'm saying, Lord, I want your kingdom in my life. I want your rule in my life. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And by that he meant when he was with a group of people I'm here. Wherever I am that's where the kingdom of God is. So when I say your kingdom come your will be done. I'm saying Lord I want your rule in my life. I want you to be in charge of my life. I want to give you the master key of every door in my little house. I want to give you all my passwords. Mm. No secrets Lord. I want you to have access. You say what you want to say. You do what you want to do. This is what Jesus meant when he said seek first the kingdom of God. Also when I pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I am praying for the salvation of those that don't know the Lord. And we can play a part in bringing that kingdom to others can't we. God's kingdom is brought to this earth every time a new soul is brought to Jesus. Point number five. God wants us to bring our needs before him each and every day. God wants us to bring our needs before him each and every day, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Now if you're on the keto diet, you'll have to change that, I suppose. (laughs) Give me this day my daily meat and cheese, I suppose. (laughs) Give me this day my daily bread. Now, what does this mean? Well, it's obvious bread, bread was a staple of the first century diet. So it includes that, but bread speaks of everything. It speaks of your uh, finances. It speaks of a roof over your head. It speaks of your health. Just everything you need in life, my daily bread. It's a funny thing. Back in the 60s, uh, it was an expression for money. Someone might come up to you and say, hey man, do you have any bread? By the way, that's my default 60s way of speaking. I think everybody in the 60s, hey man, uh you have any bread? Yeah. (laughs) Too many drugs. Mm. (laughs) But God wants to provide everything you need in life. And it is a reminder that everything I have in life is provided for me by God. Notice it says give me this day my daily bread. It doesn't say give me this month my monthly bread or this year my yearly bread. The Lord will sometimes allow things to happen in our lives that will remind us we need Him every day. Maybe you're going through something like that right now. All of a sudden, oh wow, you you have this financial crisis. All of a sudden, you have this health scare. All of a sudden, you have this problem in your marriage or you have this problem with your kids or you have this other problem and it's like, uh, God, help, that's okay. Okay. Sometimes he'll allow these things to remind us that he's the provider and we need to come to him each and every day, not just asking for stuff, but giving him glory for the stuff he's already given. When's the last time you just prayed a prayer of thanks? Oh, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for providing for this. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my husband giving him thanks. Point number six God wants us to ask for and extend forgiveness to others. Now some people don't think they need forgiveness. Oh, I, I don't know that I really sinned today. Seriously? No? I can't think of a single impure thought I had. Uh, I didn't lose my temper once. I, I don't think I've sinned at all. We well, are sinning right now with pride by the way but whatever. <laughs> no. We sin every day. We really do. And the Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But then it also goes on to say in 1 John 1, 9, if we will confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I need to ask God constantly for forgiveness. I think most of us get that. I think most of us want that. But here's where it gets tricky Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Wait, what? Yeah, forgive people. Mm. But Greg, this person, they hurt me. This person bullied me uh, on social media. Uh, this person insulted me. This person did something that's so horrible I can't forgive them ever. Really? Really? Jesus said, you better be praying not only for your daily bread, but you better be praying and extending forgiveness every single day. I like what C.S. Lewis said about this, and I quote, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive, end quote. It's a great concept, forgiveness. I love forgiveness until it's time for me to forgive someone that doesn't deserve it. Now let's just concede the point. They don't deserve it. Therefore I will not forgive them. Okay, hold on now. Do you deserve forgiveness? Well, no? Okay. You don't deserve forgiveness, yet God gave it to you. Why would you not extend it to another person as well? The Bible says, you've been forgiven. Therefore be tenderhearted, forgiving others. But listen to this. One person put it this way, forgiveness is not about absolving the perpetrator. It's about healing the victim. Here's another statement I like. Forgiveness isn't giving in to another person. It's getting free of that person. Get it? See, it, in a way it's even not about that person. Let's just say here's this person. He did this thing to me. I choose to forgive him. Doesn't deserve it. Did it anyway. Who's getting free now? Him? Not really but I am, because that's not driving me crazy. So when he walks in a room, I'm not seething over in the side, because I've let it go, let it go, and forgive as you've been forgiven. God wants us to ask for and extend forgiveness to others.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with insight on the importance of forgiveness in following the Lord's model for prayer, laid out in what we commonly call the Lord's Prayer. And Pastor Greg has more to come in this message called In Case of Emergency. Next time on A New Beginning, more insights on just how to enjoy an effective, rewarding prayer life as Pastor Greg continues our study of the Lord's Prayer.